Evening, folks. Welcome along to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast in association with Tree Rock and SVS Productions. Big one this evening. We're looking back on Tarmac Championship. We are, of course, looking back on Ulster as well. And yeah, good bit to get through. Good bit to get through. Coming up very, very shortly, we'll be chatting to the winners of the Ulster Rally, Marine Evans and Jonathan Jackson. After that, we'll be chatting with Neil Williams, the winner of the Historics Championship. Uh, Anthony O'Sullivan sends his apologies, as does Simon Reid. Uh, modified winner who can't be with us this evening. Josh Moffat and Andy Hayes will be along uh, just after Neil Williams, along with Richard Swanston. Uh, Josh and Andy, of course, winning the uh, Tarmac Championship and a double for Josh, adding to his uh, national championship as well. So uh, quite an achievement, it has to be said. So looking forward to chatting to the lads also. Uh, after that, then we'll be having a chat with uh, Mr. Barney Mitchell. Um, and as always, you can get in touch with us. You can send in a comment. We're live on Facebook, YouTube and on Twitter, but as always, just to make you aware that our Twitter comments aren't always the easiest to pull in on this interface, so YouTube and Facebook is definitely best for that. Uh, fifth overall was Anthony Nestor, uh, alongside Stuart Bigger staff. How are you keeping, Anthony? Hello. Nice to you to join just us there hour once more. I think just, just podcast, Ethan's and you have a lot in common. Say that again to me now. This podcast, Driver's Briefings, and you have a lot in common. Oh, Jesus, that driver's briefings again. Don't bore me to death now. What's yeah. that all about? Tell me. Late. <laughs> yeah. But at least I turn up to these That's things. That's it. That's it. Might be at the 11th hour, but you, you never let us down. We'll bring in John. No, I hadn't realized, actually, I thought I was on, but it turned out I didn't hit the button at the bottom of the screen. I'm afraid I, my technological advancements passed me out a long time ago. So. Yeah, but the first thing you do is blame someone else anyway. So we're getting oh, used yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Jackson, Marion Evans. How are you keeping? Hello, lads? Boys, how are you? Dance, how are we doing? Hi guys. Thanks for jumping on again, lads. Uh, congratulations. Uh, the last time Marion we were on, we were talking about you being the patron saint of silver. Um, that's all changed. <laughs> you guys must Thankfully, have been losing. We've changed it at last. Like last time I was on here, I was gonna get a pizza in my face as well in the hotel room before a rally tonight. So. A bit more casual this time. Yeah. All good after the weekend, yeah? Yeah, still a bit knackered, to be honest. Um, I didn't feel too well most of last week, so um, I'm just getting through that as well. So, um, yeah, we're getting through it slowly. Yeah. Um, the first thing I'd have to ask, what was the feeling like when you finally got to the end of the rally, uh, knowing that, you know, so many times, oh, God, that you'd come second leg and you thought it was never going to be your day. You finally did it, I suppose, and emotions must have been high, lads, yeah? Yeah, just obviously you're happy, but then the relief as well, you know. The you, you drive that like the last loop, we had a big gap, especially after Johnny had the puncher. And um yeah, it was just you listen for things and you think you're gonna hear everything. I mean, it's it's just not that nice in a way, but you know, it's not a position that you'll ever sort of say that you wouldn't want to be in. So yeah, just the end of the last stage, we took a minute after the stop line, just took the helmets off and kind of just settled a bit uh, before driving up to, you know, where where Andy and and the live stream and everything was so just we just sort of come to terms a little bit because you know i think if you if you rush around it can be a bit overwhelming so um yeah just obviously you come second that many times you just think kind of is it ever going to finish you know <laughs> or am i always going to be second you know so um it's nice like like kevin said on the ramp at the end it's just nice to get the monkey over back and hopefully it can open the door for some more I'm here observing Jonathan, and I don't know Jonathan all that well, only just to say a quick hello to but I have never seen him so relaxed in all my life. He's just really, really relaxed there tonight. 
Just was it like that at the end of the or the start or the last stage, Jonathan? Was it? Uh, on the surface, yeah, but you could probably say I was like pedaling like a duck underneath, <laughs> just trying to keep it calm and keep things collected. But no, it, like Mo says, you know, to get that win finally under the belt um, is amazing. You know, it is quite a relief in a way, I suppose, you know, being so close so many times. Um, so to finally get it, yeah, no, it's nice and just relaxing into the feeling and enjoying it, really. And just from your point of view, lads, context has to be put on this. You know, you're on the go a long time. I'd say the best part of the decade. Um, you've been you've been together. I think maybe 2013 or 2014 or so. Yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. So um, yeah. we've kind of come a long way together, which is quite rare these days. You know, you see, we've seen on the way home. There's a lot of guys who, who you know, won rallies together, and and but they haven't done the journey together, I suppose, which is what what is quite unique with us, which is is nice. So we've come from doing sort of little clubman single venue rallies uh, all the way through, really. So. Um, yeah, we've had some terrible days, but it's nice when a good one comes along. Well, I think it's like everything. You'll probably find there's a lot more satisfaction, at least. You're, you'll find after events when you both go home. I don't know whether you travel together. I, I, I'm assuming you may. Yeah. But I'm sure when you go home after a VAD event, there's only the two of you to discuss it on the way home. And it's, as <laughs> you said, it's nice to go through the peaks and troughs yeah. that you have bad days. and. It can be a long drive home, I can tell you Yes, that. yes, yes. <laughs> and, but it's nice to have the... the the adulation of the of a win to take home. Um, yeah, yeah you'll probably find this. You know, when when history looks back on anything, they only remember who won the damn thing. It doesn't matter who finished second, third, or twenty. No, and, and usually it's, it doesn't uh, really matter how, doesn't it? I mean, it's no. It's, oh, it's irrelevant. It's yeah. it's absolutely irrelevant. Nothing is ever. It, it's a statistic for every sport and everything. We all would remember what Callum McRae won, but we never yeah. may remember what he came second in. Exactly. You just, no, you just no, remember no. it's just the nature of the beast. But I know it was lovely. Um, and to be fair, I, I just that's what I was doing when we came on. Um, you were you were again as as um, as Kevin said about being silver medal. You were only what one point nine seconds off the lead on the first stage, like so. Yeah. You know, you were from the get go. You were, yeah, I mean, and, and we would have probably won the second stage. Um, we lost. I looked back on the car a good sort of twelve seconds in the field on the second stage, and we were only I think four point eight or faster. So, you know, okay, Desi had a good run then over the Gullion, but yes. I felt the Gullion was a pretty unique stage that, that kind of maybe didn't represent the rest of the rally. No, it, it wouldn't, I suppose, to be fair. I've done the Gullion in the past, and I suppose it hasn't. It doesn't change much. Is it a dangerous stage? Yeah, you'd have to say it is. If you could, <laughs> for the yeah. first stage of the rally, um, I'm, I have no doubt that the Gullion claimed a dozen people this year like it has done in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, my own from a personal perspective. I don't like it. Um, Stuart, who I sit with on this event, don't didn't like it either. Um, no, you know, because it could all end in tears and a very expensive yeah. bill. So it's I mean, not... I know a good friend of ours, Davy Armstrong, went off there, Davey, and, and yeah. he he lives in Newton Hamilton, so he knows the wow. stage as well as anything, you know. But still, he went off on the very do the first straight, but it was really nice. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That was him. So you know, which you'll find on that first straight, and I'm I'm sure you'll know this as well. With the cars so wide and the grass seems yeah. to be coming in on the road, it seems yeah. to be catching the yeah, cars. We were all there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, um, it wasn't nice really, but um. No. I suppose once you got through it once, you kind of settle the nerves a bit to go back in the dark. I think if you'd have gone in first time in the dark, it would have been it would have been really really safe. But no, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, well, it is. Uh, the second stage was lovely, to be fair. It was. It's a lovely stage. The grip was was pretty bad, I found, compared to to what it was the last time we did it back in nineteen. Um, I don't know if it's because of the hot weather or what, but just really inconsistent. I thought. 
interesting. Nice road still. One of the best stages in Ireland, actually, I think. And, you know, in terms it's of lovely, isn't it, John? It has been ran in the past because yeah, it's exactly the same as it was last year, if I remember. Yeah, so it's that's it, pretty much, yeah. But um, it's been used on the circuit and stuff for years as well. And I think Lappy was very complimentary at that stage when he was the circuit. So, what says? Uh, so where from here? Do you come back to the, to defend it next year? Or do you come back to have another go at the championship next year? What's on uh, the pipeline? Do you um, bring John? I presume you're going to bring Jonathan, so I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> I don't think he's in line for a people to fight. <laughs> but, um, he no, could say the same about you, remember? Well, yeah, it can go either way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, early signs was probably we'll look at it, yeah. Um, obviously, the championship's finished quite early, so you know we've got a fair, fair break. We're doing a rally next weekend, actually, at home. Um, the rally county gun. But after that, we've got probably four months off, so we can we can look at it but you know i'd say now probably we'd look at doing the tarmac championship again because i think we've we put ourselves in quite a good position this year with what we've learned and everything so to, to just kind of throw that away for a year and do something else maybe a bit wasteful but you know i suppose we'll always have the experience but but it, it won't be as current you know if we don't go back straight away yeah, and i suppose you'll find and i'm sure you'll realize this if you look at your stage times from stage two last year to its version this year yeah. you'll see that your speed increases as the years go on some of the guys have been here many times in the past but to be honest you feel it like even there were some jumps in the stage that we hit in 2019 and the car barely took off and i think on friday night it was like you were in the air for a while and, and i thought well, okay we are going a good bit faster this year. Quicker, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i know it's it's uh it i don't think anybody begrudge you either you that victory it was fabulous to see it Thank you. Uh, yeah, and the club ran a fantastic event. I, I they, they did. Yeah. They also get some stick for, for running things to the book usually, which, you know, yeah. but, you know, the whole park for anything maybe, but that's the way it is. I mean, the rally, you know, in terms of, of running, like we run the first car on the road for five stages on, on Saturday and we weren't held on a start line once. We literally, we were into the into the arrival control and we down to the start line and it was sort of three minutes from your arrival to start time. It was bang on every time. I yeah, think no, the, one of the. Oh, oh, sorry, Jonathan. The whole of Saturday ran on the minute, I think, which you know is quite rare. Actually, it is, yeah. And to be fair, we touched on it briefly on the pre-event podcast there last Tuesday night, and that, as you quite rightly said, it's as per the book. What the advantage is is as per the book for everybody. Exactly. So you either like it or you don't, and sure no. that's fine. It's a bit like Bovril. You love it or hate it. To be honest, and, if you go rallying anywhere else in Europe, it's the way it is. So yeah. You know, there's no no falling out. You do a nas small national rally in France, the car has to sit in Park Ferme for an hour. So that's the way yeah. it is. I mean, we do things no, differently. So it, it's not something that I really complain about. It's it's probably just the nature of the beast. It's just frustrating when you have to go and rush to the boat. <laughs> I was just going to say that, like, did you you went back pretty quickly, did you? We did. Uh, um, the the boys kind of said, "Oh, we'll we'll go back." So. Like I, I was speaking to somebody yesterday and like, to be fair, most of the events in Ireland have a price giving after, you know, so that would have given me an excuse to stay. But um, <laughs> obviously the, the trophies and everything were given off the ramp and there was kind of nothing nothing after that. So we decided to head back because we've got a fair bit on. There's um, Dad doing a rally this weekend and then obviously the rally next week as well. So yeah, enough on at work. That, that boat can be choppy enough at the best of times without a few on board anyway. So maybe you made the wise decision, I would say, somehow or another. <laughs> Or 
I think the other side of that is think of all the, the money you saved on the free drink you would have had to buy if you were at the bar on Saturday well, night. So. I've seen Andy Hayes' bar bill and I won't tell you how much it was. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask him in a few minutes. When <laughs> we'll ask him later on. We'll ask him later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Few comments coming in. Niall Burns is calling bullshit on you, um, Anthony. He says stage two was not exactly the same as last year. You're slipping, he says. You're slipping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the first the first two miles it was three or four miles different. Yes, the start was different. Yeah, we came in at a different location. Yeah, he's right. Sorry, Nile yeah. Worms, I should have known about that. Shouldn't we rejoined where everybody went off in November? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> down the hill. Well, it was down the hill in November. It was coming towards it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question for you, Marion, as well. Uh, from Mike Cleary, how would Marion feel if the Ulster was a part of the WRC event next year? Should it go ahead? It would be great. I mean, if like for me, I said it to a lot of people, obviously, when Rally Northern Ireland is being discussed this year, that I, that rally would be more of a home rally for me than if it came to Wales, you know, in a way that I've competed, obviously, a lot more on Irish Tar than what I have, you know, on, on Welsh gravel in what I'm driving now anyway. So, you know, it's something I would jump at, but um, I'm not sure if it will happen. I, I don't, I don't know, you know, but um. If we got the chance, it would be it would be unreal to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, Niall Burns <laughs> has accepted uh, the apology. Always good to catch you. He said, Anthony. Oh, um, God. <laughs> uh, actually, something uh, Ronan Comfort has been in touch. And he said, Melvin is a strong lineup of cars to look after next week. Looking forward to it. And thanks to Jonathan for the tips so far. Um, and I was just going to ask you about Melvin in general. Obviously, proud as punch. Melvin, yeah, I think you were. The boys were saying he was pacing a lot. Yeah, well, Dad, Dad has a bit of history with that car park, you know, the service area was, because last year we had Matt and Oshin going for the British Championship, and I said to him, I've never seen him pace so much in his life, you know, the last loop when they were so close. And then this year the boys said to me he was exactly the same because he was just, he couldn't watch the live streams. He said, one of the boys in service said he, every time the, the Killian or, you know, the other live stream would pop up at the end of the stage, nobody, like, Dad just would walk away. <laughs> like, he just... Want somebody to tell him that we're there and that's it <laughs> a bit like yeah. an expectant father running up and down the ward <laughs> <laughs> but i think he was actually more laid back about that from what i've heard he was almost late so very good i can see a podcast coming out of this yes yeah 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 lads we'll leave it at that well done again and thanks William, for jumping on with us here this evening all right thank you very much well done guys Ray Evans and Jonathan Jackson. Uh, Neil Williams joins us now. Neil, congratulations. How are you keeping, sir? Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite, Kev. Hi, Anthony. How, How are you? Are you? Right? How are you? Well done. Uh, good, thanks. Yeah. Um, he oversees boys are taking over a lot here. I, I know it's over the last or last weekend, but I tell you one thing: during the course of that championship, you've been absolutely brilliant. We've remarked upon the historics and the fact that you know it's been so competitive that the speed, the draw for it. And uh, in many ways, this has nearly become the Irish Tarmac Historics Rally podcast, I suppose, if you want to put it that way, um, such as the popularity of it. But yourself and Anthony O'Sullivan, you know, you've, you've done the business. Uh, Anthony, unfortunately, couldn't join us here this evening. But, uh, you know, you must be thrilled. Yeah, I'm over them. Well, obviously, it's, um, it's a real thrill to have done uh, what we wanted to achieve, set out to achieve. And um, the reason I'm so happy is the fact that I only did five events really, really out of the six that could have counted. And um, obviously, we just proved the point that uh, you can be, you can do it like that. And um, 
you know, it's uh, we were just lucky that we had a good run. We had good reliability. We had good speed from the start of the year as well. Um, but yeah, it's you know, as you said, it's um, it is getting much more popular now. Um, sort of uh, historic side of things. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys over over my side now that have sort of converted and thinking of coming 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 away from modifieds. Uh, to go into historics, so there will be a few other names that are coming over the next year, I reckon, uh, from over my side. Um, but yeah, I think it is going from strength to strength, to be honest. Mm. I think you set out your stall from the get-go. I'm just looking at the stage times here. You are obviously the quickest on the first stage, so it's nice to be quickest on the first stage. It's not that you inherited anything. You took the, you grasped it from stage one and took it from there. But I just did a comparison back here. You did a 6.10.6. Uh, it was good for six or seven overall and the, the, the international event. So it just proves uh, at a 6.10 uh, would have, well, there we go, a 6.10 would have your seventh overall just behind, um, yeah, 6.10, yeah, seventh overall. So it just proves that the, the historic category has come on um, as the years have, 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 have passed. Obviously, there's quicker and quicker cars. Um, but yeah, it just shows the speed you're traveling. Like it's it's not like it was twenty years ago. It's far from it. Oh no, no, it's uh, it's far from it. It's uh, obviously we we've proven that, and other guys have proven it as well. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't really think we had a good stage. Um, I didn't get a flow. Um, I think because it was a late start, um, just quite, was quite nervous of the whole weekend, knowing I had a certain thing to do and whatever. Um, I came to the end of the stage, and I was cursing and shouting and whatever. Just oh, that was a really bad stage and. But uh, then we had we saw Andy at the end of the stage and on the on the interview and he said, "Well, there's a good time." And I realised then that the other guys were very very close to my time, but we had taken some time off some modified guys. Also, well. I thought, well, I was quite surprised with that to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Several of the R5s you took plenty of time off them as well. I'm just looking down through it, but um, yeah, it's it's um, and as we discussed with the two guys on before you, the first stage wasn't for the faint hearted up over the top of that mountain, so. Yeah, I was uh, obviously won the recce and uh, the the viewing I'd seen the week before. I looked at the looked at the onboards and um, it was very similar to the, our epint over here, you know. Um, but it was a it was an eye opener to start to start the rally off with. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good, really, it was a positive start, and uh, we were quite surprised with the pace, really. Go on, Anthony. I no, no. Lined up there. no, I was just going no, to say, I thought, like, I, the, thought, I thought the dog was going to come in the back door for me. That's all right. He tried to open it there. That's all. When, when you consider, I suppose, the times that you've remarked upon there and the amount of driving, Neil, that's in those cars, like, that's that's phenomenal. Like, the arms be wore off, I'd say, after these events. Yeah, that is the, the only thing about the cars because obviously we're all used to modern cars daily driving. Like, you know, it's just simple push button starts and power steering and, you know, park assist and all these things. When you've got the big, when you have to come from out of that in a day car back to basics, um, it's it's an eye opener. You know, it takes you a while to get into it, but you know, it's not just the steering. Obviously, you've got to look after the gearbox. Um, you've got to look after the brakes. You know, they're not not, not the biggest brakes you can get. Like you know, the power wise, there's not much in it between that and a good two liter class, really. Um, but you just got to look after the car. You've got to think about getting the car to the end of the rally. Because she won't last. You'd be going through gearboxes, you know, like like sort of confetti if you don't watch it. Like, um, but it is it's tough work. Trout, the whole championship this year. What I suppose has been the standouts for you, or is there one? If there's not, give us the whole lot of them. Well, it didn't start too well, really. I started in 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 um, Killarney. I wasn't very well at all. 
Uh, we, we got the result for the championship points, uh, but we'd finished higher up on the rally itself a few years before. Um, probably the, I don't know, the West Cork, I enjoy going to West Cork, you know, that's Anthony's home event. We've always gone well there ever, ever since we got together in 2018. Um, probably the most enjoyable run, I think, probably probably was, was the lakes and having getting to do the gap in the dry. Because I was doing, been doing historic, Kilani uh, historic since, like I said, 2018, and it's always been wet. And we've always said at the end of that end of that stage, wouldn't that be nice to do that stage in the dry on some medium or soft slicks, you know? And we and we got to do it on the lakes, um, and it was great. It was a great feeling. It's um, there's a couple of other a couple of other ones on on the lakes as well, which were classic ones, which I which I enjoyed. Um, but yeah. I think the whole I enjoyed every event, and um, I think there's not really a standout stage or really or rally considering. But I will say that the the last rally, the, the Ulster we just did now, was a real real eye opener compared to normal sort of Irish tar. If you if you like, it just doesn't match up to the same. It's a much more intense rally. It's a much much tougher, much more technical. Whereas you know you guys know the situation. Whereas you've got your core West Corks, your core twenties, your you know Rally the Lakes. There's much more fast, open, flowing stages. Whereas Ulster was very technical. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I was saying it was the very first time that we completed a full book of pace notes in writing. It was in excess of thirty pages of notes per stage, with the exception of the short one and the first one, mm. and we've never had that before. And whereas if you looked at it, and I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you'll agree maybe with, with me on this, that if you looked at the rally the week before on paper, you'd say, yeah, this ain't so bad. It's a six-miler, it's a 15-miler, yeah. it's handy. Yeah. And it was hard work. Uh, yeah. It was certainly it was harder to do the Ulster than the three days in Donegal, yeah. without a doubt. I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure. Even from a quarter-hour's point of view, the, the, the base note calling, as you said, intense. There was no... 300 to the chicane it was 21 oh, right and five right yeah. and four right there. and I went on yeah. and on and on like it yeah. just there was no yeah. and from a driver's point of view to have to compute that and drive and it was just yeah. twisty sections after twisty sections it was relentless so, yeah. and also and also the, the added thing we found on, the, on this weekend now was because we were trying to finish the event and be safe and, and foot to go for the championship Anthony commented after I think two or three stages that we just couldn't find a good rhythm all weekend for pace not calling and, and, and pacing ourselves pace-wise because, you know, we, we've been used to going quicker and, you know, I think I was probably driving a lot less than I was willing to push on, like, and Anthony was sort of, the, the, the timing of the note was awkward for him as well, then, you know? Yeah, was, yeah uh, I, I can I can relate to that 100%. It's hard to believe this, and, and I suppose it's like everything, unless you've been there, it is impossible to understand, but it would be easier to call notes to you at full speed than half speed. Yeah. Makes yes. no sense to most, I know. but I can yeah. know exactly what the other entity, my namesake, is saying. It is absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you know yourself when you come off a stage, if it's good or bad without looking at any clock. You know if it flowed yeah. and if it worked or if... But yeah. as you said, if you're going slow, he's inclined to go ahead of you. He's not used to you going at That's that speed. It, and yeah. then you might get a notion halfway through the stage to speed up. And then he has to speed up and come back. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, it's tough. I understand. Yeah, it's tough. It made it, it made it tough, obviously, with a, with a lot to think about and with a, with a lot to get done for us. You know? so. 
There's a few comments coming in. Uh, Ashley Trimble says, totally agree with Anthony. Notes for stages, 30 pages plus, busy mm. in the left-hand seat. Uh, Duncan Williams has said, well done, Neil and Anthony from the 2019 Historic Champion. Uh, yeah, another uh, comment from good. another comment from Duncan, that's nice to see. Uh, talking Lakes, hopefully we'll be down to Cod's Head and our groom in 2023. And keeping with the team of uh, Killarney in general, Owen Murphy said, well done, Neil. You have to win the baby Lakes now. Um, <laughs> a couple of more before yeah. I come back to you. Morris Meskel says well done as well. And uh, John Smittick, likewise. So, yeah, plenty of tributes coming in. Plenty opposition for you for the baby Lakes, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's hopefully the one I got penciled in next now. Uh, nothing for me now before. But uh, there's a few bits to do in the car now and bits and bobs now. Um, but, yeah, that's hopefully what we'll do next, hopefully. I've seen his own Murphy come on there. Maybe I might give him a call there and see how we are we going. Maybe we get this Mark II Escort out again. So. Yeah. yeah, you're a baby Lakes winner yourself, aren't you? Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. First and third was the best. The best. So we had first in the Sunbeam, mm. and we had third in the in the Mark II Escort BDA. Um, we were shocked at how quick a BDA went. I hadn't been in a BDA for 30 years, and I went, wow. <laughs> Um, but uh, Owen is a big strong lad and you'll find that uh, as as Neil says man it's like a workout in a gym no power steering <laughs> oh, yeah. it was uh, it, it's all fine till you're in the tight stuff in Killarney and the likes have gone up Ballock Beam and the, the, the squares and the squares you see the sweat coming off it. it's the slow speed square corners of the problem the high speed stuff is not as big an issue but it's yeah, yeah, that's, it. it's, uh, yeah. that's right yeah no that's her uh, listen, Neil, I leave it at that. Thanks, William, for coming on and well done again. All right. Lovely. Thanks for the invite. Thank you very much. Well, well done. God bless. Again. Brilliant stuff. Uh, okay, next up, uh, first of all, we've got Andy Hayes. How are you keeping, Andy? What's about it, guys? Are things? Hey, well. Flying it now. You weren't chatting to Josh, were you? I don't see any sign of him there backstage. I wasn't actually. No, no, no. I haven't gotten a hold of him all evening. Uh, you see, that was your fault, there, Kevin. You made, you made that blunder because I thought you rang him. You thought I rang him. And did you remember earlier right. when we said it's always someone else's fault? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're it's your now. fault, yeah. We should, that's, I'm just yeah. making sure I got that off the way. Like, look, <laughs> I'll, front, I'll front up as the, as the owner and host of this podcast. I'll take full responsibility over it. I'll be, I'll be a politician about it. Uh, Andy, <laughs> congratulations, man. You must be buzzing. Thanks so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, finally sober again. Anyway, that's, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, this tab, talk to me. Triple tab? digits, quadruple digits. <laughs> Marion was chatting about it there earlier. Plenty of beer All drink. Right, Mary, was it? Oh, sure. Marion saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, called, we went for a few drinks on Sunday afternoon and uh, to celebrate back home extra here. And the, the bar tab got kind of got out of hand on us. So <laughs> I got into the four digits anyway. Oh, had to be done. Had to be done. Um, yeah, listen, it was probably, would you say it was the most difficult drive that Boaty had to do? Like, I heard Andrew Nesbitt and Eugene Donnelly remark upon it, like the difficulty of that, of trying to keep a pace where you're going to stay in the road, but not go too slow at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's exactly like Neil said there. Uh, same, same exact same thing. It's easier just to go flat out. You know, you go to somewhere like Donegal there or Cork there, especially where we were racing hard. And you're just thinking, is he goes flat out, I go flat out. And if something goes wrong, something goes wrong. And so be it. Whereas at the weekend there, you're in, as, as Andy says, you're in really, really busy stages. There's so many places you could get cut out and you look like the biggest fool in the world to get cut out. So you're there trying to go 90%, but 
and you're still having little bits of moments, so and then you say you better go 80%. And then you're thinking, if I go off now at this speed, I'm really going to look like an idiot. <laughs> so, and um, what you call it, uh, it's, it's hard. It's And uh, especially on those stages, you know, um, there are certain rallies and they're a little bit easier than others. Ulster is always a tough rally. Uh, the weather is always changeable. The stages are always difficult up there, like so. Um, it's not an easy one to try and try and pick your way through. You know, there are other rallies that you'd probably you'd, you'd, you'd pick your way through to the end safely, a little bit easier. Would you think that a change in the structure of the points within the championship would help? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, um, I suppose this year, like it was a bit, it was a bit of an odd one, just the way the points worked out in the end. Um, I suppose, like, don't get me wrong, I understand exactly why um, the points are loaded towards the back of the season. It happened to us in 2018 in the opposite way. 18, myself and Josh won the championship, um, but we didn't actually go to the last round. Um, because at the time, because Sam didn't put an entry in for the last round, that meant we were by default the winners and we didn't have to go either. So the watch called the championship was effectively won and Sam and Josh were sitting around one evening when Sam decided he wasn't going. Um, so there was no climax to the, to the year. There was no kind of celebrations. There was nothing. It was just I got a phone call one evening and the lads said Sam's not going. And that was it. Then uh, he won the championship. So after after ten or twelve years of rallying and in that year, then of having a hard championship, all of a sudden that was it. It was just gave one and there was nothing. So uh, I understand exactly why the lads, uh, the organisers, wouldn't want to be in that position again. Uh, and so I get the idea of having, you know, uh, a kind of a, a waiting towards the end of the year. But I think the way it worked out in the end, um, it probably went too far. I think the lads would agree as well, the organisers, it probably went too far the wrong way. Um, what it meant really was that the championship was all about Ulster, really. Uh, and everything else was a bit of a sideshow to it. Um, so everything, hindsight is 2020 and you sit here now and you look back at the year and you kind of go, you know what? Um, it didn't really make much difference about Donegal. It didn't make much difference really about Cork 20, you know, the big race that went on at the very end of it, you know, had Calum of Betis, um, you know, what we'd had, we had three points less going into Ulster. It would have meant we'd have to come third out and fourth. It didn't really make any difference, that big race after all. Uh, and I don't know, it just feels a little bit kind of off kilter then when and there's so much emphasis put on to um, one rally, two days rallying, and particularly even on the Friday of Ulster, which is only, I think, 27 stage miles. So, effectively, the 27 stage miles on Friday night in, in Ulster last week were more important than the three days of Donegal put together, uh, which just just didn't really feel right, you know. And of course, yeah. the same amount of points awarded, of course, for the for exactly the 27 miles to the three days of Ulster. Um, but a much bigger risk because if you went off on Friday of Ulster, you were going to lose your chance at Saturday's points also. And so uh, if you did something stupid on the 27 miles of Friday and Ulster, you were losing the possibility of getting 34 points. Whereas if you did something stupid in Donegal, you were going to lose the possibility of getting 17 points. So uh, it's just weighted so much. Now look at it. Like, we can't complain. We won a championship in the end. So it all worked out in the end. But um, it just, it's something I think it should be looked at for next year, you know. Uh, definitely want to keep the championship alive, but you don't want to make it all about one 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 event or, or two days rallying. You know? Yeah, I suppose when you look at it that way, you would kind of think, well, is it a case of pace yourself all year, don't do anything stupid, knock in a clatter of results, and then have the big fight finale at the end? Yeah, yeah, and I suppose I'd actually say that to the lads at the start of the year. Kind of, I went through the points myself, and the kind of, I kind of, it could, you could see it if that makes sense. 
but you didn't really believe it, in, if, if you know what I mean. So yes, like I, said, I said to Josh all along, like really, what you have to do is you have to go to the first, um, what you call the first five rounds of the championship, uh, and you have to, or say the first six rounds of the championship, and just basically build a base of points so that when you go to the big shootout then in Ulster, that you're at the fighting chance of winning it, and um, because it's all about Ulster really. Um, so, um, I've been kind of saying that to Josh and to Tom all along through the year, um. But I didn't even really believe exactly what I'm saying, if that makes sense. But now when you yes. look back at hindsight is 2020, um, you know, it, it feels a bit unfair on the likes of Callum and Ali, uh, who went off genuinely fighting for rally wins in Killarney and Donegal and Cork. Um, but looking back now, the lads would have been better off to say, you know what, I'm not even going to bother trying to win the rally. I'm just going to come second. And they'd have been in Ulster and they'd have had their fighting chance in Ulster. Um, so it if I was in a championship next year with any, anyone, uh, I would say to them, best thing you do is just make do exactly what Marion did, do the very smart thing, come in the top three all year, get to the last round of the championship, and then you have your, you have your fight. Um, there's more to be lost by going off in any of those four or six events than there is to be gained by actually winning them. And I don't think going to the likes of Donegal Rally and having the top drivers thinking that frame of mind is is a good good thing for the sport, you know. I always think that what you should do is flat out. Um, Definitely, I would say the rally I enjoyed most of all the year was Cork 20. Going absolutely flat out on Sunday it was brilliant. Um, I think Josh was the exact same. Um, and I'd say, what you call it, um, the lads, Callum, I think would agree as well. They thought it was a brilliant day. Like, you know, that's what, that's what we all get into sport to do, go flat out. So, why do anything else? Yeah, interesting points. Um, yeah, I suppose it's coming in, Anthony. Sorry, just I'll, I'll put them to Andy once or while they're coming in. Uh, uh, calls for a joke around as an idea was one, and uh, Sean Head is looking for your suggestion on what you would do going forward. Then, yeah, for, for me, I I look, I look back actually to the last four years, um, and there, 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 the rules have been changed kind of every year. Really, the last four years, the the bonus was, was slightly different. One year, I think, it was double points, simple double points. One year it was points and a half. Uh, what I would probably do myself is rather than call it a seven round championship with the last round being double points, uh, I would call it an eight round championship. Um, with Ulster being two rounds, let's say for instance, or the last round be two rounds. Um, so it counts as two points, of course, but also counts as two drop rounds. So you still have the chance of um, getting your two scores in Ulster, but it's not all about Ulster if you go off in Ulster, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, you get full points for Saturday, full points for Sunday, and you have eight rounds in total then, and you can drop any two of those. So in that case, like uh, Callum had only dropped two non-scores all year up to Ulster, so he would have been still fully in the fight going into Ulster, and he could have won the championship fair and square, the same as anyone. Um, but equally, um, if someone did something stupid in Ulster, it didn't mean the year was over either. So that's probably the simplest way I would do it. The other thing I would do maybe is look at um, changing... The number of points for the first, second, and third. I think it's 17, 14, and 12. Um, and there's probably not enough of a gap between first and second to really fight for it. Um, so if you go back and look at year again, and as I said, hindsight is 2020, um, you look at the battle we had with Callum uh, in Cork 20, you look at the battle Ali had with Callum in, in Killarney, and you look at the battle in Donegal, and you say, you know what, for the sake of the three points, was it really worth fighting for first? And again, I don't think it's a good thing to have um, a championship that means that people are not really fighting for first. Uh, I think I'd maybe make it 20 points for a win, uh, something like that, maybe 16 points for second, 12 points for third, 
and that way then it's weighted towards the guys who absolutely go for it and, and you know try and win the rallies and the guys who absolutely um you know take the take the big risks and and get the big wins on the days you know um but no i'm <laughs> Before you jump in here, Anthony, uh, pa- Paddy Gannon's suggestion there, Andy, he says, uh, just put Wexford in the championship, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the hurling championship or the rally championship? <laughs> hey, yeah, nice look, segue, actually, you may give a shout out to it there. I know we, we remarked upon it with Gary Nolan last week. but Yeah, uh, yeah look, at it, I suppose I'm, I'm kind of involved in, in, in doing a small bit of work to help out Wexford this year. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a very good rally, to be fair. Uh, we have 160 entries in, and actually anyone that's, that's thinking about doing the rally, um, entries close on Friday, um, and the seeding has been done early next week. Uh, so I would say get your entry in. It's actually, for particularly for a club man, um, and for anyone really, it's good value this year. It's 230 kilometers for 1150 euros, which I believe is the cheapest entry fee per kilometer of the year. Uh, and it's 18 stages as well. And, and people don't think about that sometimes, but 18 stages was um, pushed by the competitors of Extra Motor Club this year because of problems people are having in other rallies where maybe there were many stages, only six stages. If you were doing a six stage rally and two stages get blocked, you lose a third of your mileage. If you're doing an 18 stage rally, two, two stages get blocked. Uh, you're still doing most of the rally, you know. So that was the reason for having 18 shorter stages rather than maybe 12 longer stages. So, um, no, but come back to your, to your question, uh, a lot of people have said to me uh, over the last couple of years, uh, I certainly wouldn't be against the idea. I think it would be great. Um, you know, if you look at the, the watch called the logo for the TROA, uh, it's a watch called, it's a map of Ireland with a dot for it where every rally is. And you can see they're in the northwest and the watch called the northeast. They're in the west, they're in the southwest but there's nothing in the southeast or the east and uh, so it would be nice it, it would make it a full uh, champ- geographically it'll make it a, a full championship of the year and also then wexford uh, is a little bit later in the year obviously uh, and you end up starting february and finishing september so even calendar wise the spread wise it, it, it would watch call it uh, it would be uh, it would be good um and then as i said um wexford runs a kind of a, a pretty pretty um I wouldn't say pretty, a very good two-day rally, in my opinion, anyway. And the stages this year, for instance, are, are all picked by competitors so that there's a nice bit of driving in them. Um, the loop is usually relatively tight. and uh, We don't have these massive long road sections. Uh, I know maybe a, a while ago or a few years ago, the rally got a good reputation for uh, having a lot of chicanes and straights, but um, that hasn't been the case for a good few years now. Anyone that's come recently will tell you that's not the case anymore. Um, so um, generally, they have good service areas, and extra time, plenty of hotels and all the rest. So I think they'd be well able to, to take a night, uh, an Irish tarmac round if that was the case, yeah. And I think on stage one, you haven't done a little bit of research. If you factor the shortened version of Fanet this year and the run over Danny Drive that, that didn't happen, the mileage uh, is more favourable, I believe, I think, by, by working it out. That's on the basis that no stage will be lost in Wexford now, which is a, is a big yeah. assumption to make as well. But <laughs> it's mad when you yeah, look at it yeah. from that point of view, like... I think, yeah, I think if if someone was to do the full 18 stages of Wexford, they will do more mileage than myself and Josh did in Donegal um, for 750 euros. So there you go. That's, that's, that has to be the value anyway. Um, Can't argue with that one. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you was, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you before we before we let you go. Uh, I've already asked one, where's Josh? But apart from that, um, apart from that, you're out in Galway, I think, this weekend, uh, according yeah. to the entry list. So tell us a little bit about that. 
I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, Josh isn't able to come into Exeter this year. Uh, he came down for me last year, and we did rally. Obviously, I was pushing for to come down, being uh, in my home rally. Uh, we did a rally, we won it, so I was delighted. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't come this year. He's away. Um, he's actually going to take a couple of holidays this year for a change, <laughs> so that's not that doesn't involve rallying. So he's away in September. Um, but uh, I'm going to do it with Andrew Purcell in the Skoda Fabia. Um, you know, Andrew, eight years, we did gravel notes with Craig Green together back in 2014-15. Um, it was actually Andrew that first asked me to um, do gravel um, with him for Craig, which is how I got to know Craig, which is how I got to know Tom Gahan, which is how I got to know Josh um, and Dara Reardon and Andrew Fannin uh, and all the guys that have sat with since. So um, I owe an awful lot to Andrew, to be fair to him. Only for him, um, I don't think I'd have got any any of the kind of R5 and WRC I got, and certainly not three championships anyway. So um, the plan is uh, to go up to Galway and get a shake down in the car together, um, and get a bit more mileage under Andrew's belt. He's only done um, two days rally in the last four years. Uh, and then, I'll move Anthony for a second until the dog gets out. And I'll go to Wexford then. Uh, that's the plan then. Um, and sure, try make a cut at Wexford. Uh, the watch call list. There's a good entry in Wexford this year. Um, I can't give everything away. We have to keep something for the for the for the for, the, for more club PR. But some uh, good R5 names coming down. Uh, you have, uh, I would say, five or six different drivers it's hard to pick the winner to rally from so um for sure it'll be a good battle anyway no matter what happens mm-hmm. and just a word on on josh right because uh was it 17 the forestry and the tarmac was under it was 18 you said you won the two to one year i think yeah 18 uh myself and josh won the tarmac and himself and stephen thornton won the forestry yeah, and yeah. if you look at what he's done now by winning the Tarmac and the National, I'm up the correction on this. I think he's only the third person to do it. Um, I know Tim McNulty did it, and I know Declan Boyle did it. So that's that's quite an achievement now, in fairness. Like. Mm-hmm. I think Donna won, won it, didn't he? Did Donna do it one year? No, did he do it as well? Declan, I think, might have been the second to do it anyway after, after Tim, because remember, I think 2011, Tim did it in around that time anyway. So there's not there's not many, like, you look yeah, at... Sam did all three in one year, I think, didn't he? Pretty sure. Uh, it's Sam on about that actually did I last year I think, yeah, I think possibly yeah ultra. yeah but uh, no it's been a fantastic year for Josh to be fair um, so I think Keith have been unbeatable literally unbeatable in the in the national um, so he's been absolutely flying um, you know a nice bit of seat time obviously helps um, but um, he's been very relaxed this year as well you know um, and you know it's like, it's like anyone really uh you meet Josh uh, on the Wednesday night before Ricky and um, before Andy's rallies, and you can tell straight away uh, if you have a good weekend or not. He he turns up in good form, he's in good spirits, and you just know this lad's out for a cut this weekend. And everything seems mm-hmm. to come very easy to him, you know. Um, like natural driving, like it's it's, it's phenomenal, um, and it's funny. Um, he just never be nervous in the car with him, uh, even down in the car twenty there. Um, on the Sunday, people are saying to me, geez, it must have been um, pay raise and stuff, and he must have been uh, breaking it and all the rest. And you're saying, actually, no, he wouldn't be, because he just, he's more nervous than me in a way, because he's looking at the window and he's seeing what's happening. He's thinking, geez, I'm going to have a problem here. And I'm just sitting there going, it, it, he's just so naturally gifted with it that you just, ah, I'm sure he won't crash, you know. And every time the car seems to get away, and he's just thinking, ah, I'm sure he'll save it. 
one of these days yeah. I'm going to get a rude awakening. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Sam, know, Sam yeah. has won the the three keys. Moriarty is right in there to confirm yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. I asked Keith on there as I was sent the link, but. He said he sprawled out in the bed and uh, he didn't want everyone seeing him. But I'd say they're after seeing him worse somehow or another. But anyway, he's watching. He's going to come on the air with us. But anyway, that's. Yeah, Don't yeah, tell yeah, me Moriarty is one of these people with the paisley pajamas and too embarrassed to come on again, is he? Paint me like one of your French girls. I can see him now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Keith's a great man for the stats. He, he, he watched He's a great man to compare. Uh, Hey, hold on. I have another comment. Another comment here now. This is an interesting one. Marion Evans wants to know: Is Andy and I to keep Moriarty has more Wexford wins than him? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won Wexford last year, and I got a message off Keith saying, "Yeah, try winning three times and then come back to me." <laughs> well, here's a question to add to that, which was in my head: Which one of you has won more events, you or Keith Moriarty? Keith. By many. Um. God, we used to have this stat off by heart, but then Keith won so many this year, he's gone well ahead of me. So <laughs> I've lost count. Uh, I think Keith is up around, I'm on 15, I think it is. And I think Keith's up around 20. So, so I take it you're doing the national next year then, yeah? Yeah, I'd have to go to yeah. that. Again next year. 19, I got ahead of him when we did it, myself and Josh did a national. We, got a few, we stole a few wins on him. So I have to switch back again next year. So, but uh, I enjoy telling that you're looking at, you know, I'll one day rallies. I wouldn't count them, Keith. So I need two days to count. It's in my favor then. Hey, <laughs> come here. Last but, last but not least, uh, I know there's uh, obviously a strong Celtic connection. And it's just yeah. something I wanted to remark upon that kind of pissed me off a little bit, to be honest. Is people, Irish people taking a pop of Craig. Which I thought was a little bit cheap over the last few days, uh, considering what he's done. Like very recently, been down in Cork in the spare time to do a forest rally to raise the profile of it. Um, and my message to them would be: go and do what he's done before you go and make a ridiculous comment. But I suppose you always get those guys, don't you, Andy? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose people I don't think fully appreciate what he's doing out there. You know, um, I only saw a bit of it. I did gravel for Craig um, for probably four or five years and I did a bit of testing and a couple of rallies with him and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I only kind of got a glimpse into it, like what uh, the amount of work that's going in there and the, the level of those guys around is absolutely phenomenal. I started with Craig for the Finland test in 2018, I think it was in the world car at the time in the CD, um, what's called 18 spec world car. And I mean to say, I've never witnessed anything in my life. Like it's a whole different level again. Like you, you think you're going hard here and you think, you know, you're flying and, you do rallies here and yeah, look, the pace is massive here, but you go out there again and it's just a whole other level again. Um, and I think people don't really fully realize that, that, you know, you go out there and if you're at 99.5%, you're three or four seconds of stage off and you look like you're going slow um, and everyone thinks, oh, sure, did your man's that not, and you know, and all that. It's a million miles away from that. He is still doing exceptionally well to be there and, and doing what he's doing. Um, so I'd say that, that firstly, before I go anywhere, um, you know, that's funny, Josh on your remarks the weekend there, he said, you know, people are often saying to him, Jesus, you know, you, you you should be in the world team, never mind Craig and all this kind of stuff. And Josh has turned around to me and he goes, do these people have any concept, he said, of, he said, if I went out there, like, you know, he'd be so far off the pace, you know, because those guys are at such a high level. Um, it's, a, it's it's phenomenal, like, you know. Um, so I think Craig is doing a fantastic job. Um you know, um, obviously the year isn't turned out the way the way he, he would have wanted. And I know particularly last year, as he had said himself, you know, Estonia, Finland and Ypres were three rallies where he performed on really well in years in years gone past. And he was hoping for three really good results. And unfortunately, you know, 
small mistakes and small margins uh, make make massive differences out there. You know, um, you don't get anything out there. Uh, I went out actually to watch. I did the recce for Finland with Paul Rowley, and then we went out to watch as well. And uh, the watch called it the weekend. Um, and the, the pace these guys are on these cars is just oh, it's, it's frightening, like in places. And you know, you get the car six inches offline, you hit a rock, that's it, it's all over. Um, and I think it was proved that this weekend, sure, everyone made a mistake this weekend in the rough and pair at Hamak and Ville, everyone, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I certainly wouldn't blame anyone that's operating at that level. Um, you know, um, I think I'd actually look at the other side of things. And say to have an Irish person operating at that level of the sport, I think is brilliant. Um, and I just hope that you know, um, between Craig and the team and everything that you know, what you call it, they, they get everything sorted and everything starts to click for them. Uh, I'm sure it will anyway. Um, and it'd be brilliant to see them, you know, come back in what you call it, back in Monte Carlo in, in January, regroup, you know, and and make a big cut at next year's championship. So hopefully that's mm-hmm. how it works out for the guys. I'm sure it will. There's one other thing I have to mention. Uh, just reading up there today. The deputy team director of Hyundai was very complimentary towards yourself and Josh and the key as well. That's that was nice to see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was surprised actually. Key kind of mentioned everything. Yeah, he must be, he must be delighted there in bed. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it was actually nice to read that, right? I just saw that today, right? Uh, and I thought it was, it was it was a nice thing to read. So look at if if he's listening there, I'm sure he, I'm sure he tunes in. Uh, uh, we watch we're open for world car drives or any any events he wants. So if there's a spare seat, we'll take it anytime. <laughs> there you are now, uh, Anthony. Anything you want to say before we finish up? No, I just it's something we. Um, I'm glad you asked me to talk because I was going to text Murray after here and tell him send me an email address. I'll log you back in and log you in here to chat. <laughs> he has the link. It was sent to him. Oh, it wasn't just it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to be fair, I didn't see any of the social media comments on Craig. I, I suppose look, it's disappointing. It's look, we're well used to keyboard warriors under comments. Uh, I, there's not a person in this country who could tie that new man's shoelaces like let's call a spade a spade. If he came here to do a tarmac rally, as he has done, such as he was winning them in leaps and bounds. It's just on a different level completely. Um mm-hmm. I think it's something we spoke about in the past when we had Paul Nagel on some last May back for the before after the Calar- before the Killarney event. On the televised coverage, we see all the glamorous side. We don't see all the hardship and the shite and the years away from home and the loneliness and the the, the fitness and the gym work and the oh man, it's just it's just a dedication. It's 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 a vocation. Um, is it disappointing to see him going through such a hard time? Yes. Will he come out stronger out of it afterwards? Please God, absolutely. Everybody does. Look, nobody goes through life with everything easy, and he's certainly getting no, nothing handed to him. Mm-hmm. And like you know, all these people that are preaching negative about him, they will change at the, the, the flick of a coin. All he needs is one result, and all that's forgotten. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's like everything. You're only as good as the last deed you do, which is sad, really, because the effort. And you know, if people only realize the effort they're making and they're so proud of flying the irish flag all the time like like there's nobody else doing it for us um yeah. i i don't know I, I i think we should be very proud of them um mm. it's a great benchmark when they come as i said to the guys that were on for the forestry event last week and apologies i can't remember who finished second to them um and i should know patrick o'brien patrick o'brien apologies mm-hmm. Isn't it much better for Patrick O'Brien to say he finished second to Craig Breen than winning the rally? Mm. And we said it last week, like, you know, as I, well, especially yeah. when he becomes world champion someday. 
And like, mm. you know, is it hard work? Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> look, no one, you should never kick a man when he's down, but he'll get up stronger. Please, God. Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah. I'll sort of feel here, lads, with a cliche that a wise man once taught me. I went to the shop the other day and talk was still cheap. So that's where it's at with that particular thing. I like that. Andy, I'm going to leave it at that. Congratulations once more to yourself and Thank Josh. You and thanks, Million, for coming on. I've enjoyed the chat here this evening. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Very welcome. Andy Hayes, what a gent. Uh, Richard nice, Swanston, uh, how are you keeping, sir? Sorry, we're a little bit behind schedule. It's all right. Yeah, well, yourself? Ah, oh, sure, flying it now. Flying it. I know there was a couple of points that we made there regards championship structures and all that that you might have takes on but I, I also know that you have some uh, class results for us so I might get you to blast on through them if you don't mind first yeah yeah no problem at all yeah um, just uh, we run a, an international rally but obviously a national rally um, the winner of that was uh, Street Biggest Half and some guy Anthony Nestor sitting with him never heard of him well done never heard of no <laughs> um, so yeah class uh, let's see I'm just run through them here on rally score. Apologies, I haven't memorized them. So RC4, uh, Jason Dixon, Dylan Doom, uh, sitting with him. And we're winners of that. Uh, class N4 is the next one. Ben Walsh uh, and Damien Sheridan, winners of that. N5, Sam Adams uh, with Michael Johnson sitting beside him. Of course, Michael uh, worked in Australia for many years. Um, N6, uh, Great drive by John Devlin, um, local man in his Mark II escort with John McCarthy sitting beside him. Uh, in seven was Marty Toner, Ben Taggart. In eight, no entries. Uh, H2, then in the historics uh, was Trevor Wilson and Paul Mulholland in the 911. And the car looked fantastic over the weekend. Just an actually a great picture of it from Sleeve Gullion. It must be on the first stage on Friday. Uh, H3, of course, Neil Williams. Um, a great try there with Anthony Sullivan. And no, we have one entry in class H4B. Arla Carty, uh, Jack Carty, and Nova. And H5, David Pedley and Callum Young. That's all the class winners, and well done to Alan. And thank you for entering. Good stuff. Well, listen, um, we'll have a chat with you about how the rally went from from your own point of view. But what's your thoughts on the challenge structures there that we were chatting about with Andy Hayes? Yeah, look, uh, it was a great discussion. Um, I, I think there certainly is room for discussion there, and that's something that uh, I'll be able to take back to Troa, and uh, we'll look at that for next year and see is there a better way we can do it. Yeah, plain, plain and simple as you. There was a suggestion there. Now, I don't know if this is feasible uh, with the amount of time that you'd have between, I suppose, calendar year to calendar year. But Tony O'Driscoll has wrote in and said, Championship should be rotated every year. Whoever starts first this year is last next year, and each club would have a final round of the championship. Could could that be could that be a gore? Is it just too much of an ask to have another rally ready for, we'll say, a January or a February like? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, an international rally, like any in the championship, in fact, even any rally, really, is nearly a full year planning. Um, the other problem is getting a date with the ASN, be it MI or Motorsport UK. Um, dates are very hard to come by, so trying to get a different one to usual would be difficult. So 
No, I think, um, and plus, I mean, there, there's always a, a bit of tradition around events and when they're held, uh, probably the Circuit of Ireland is, is maybe uh, the most famous, you know, with the, with the Easter date. Um, we moved to November last year, actually, uh, just to facilitate things and it worked better given COVID and all that. And it worked okay. But we're very lucky we got good weather in November. It could, could have been a very different story. So, no, I don't think changing championship dates uh, it would be very practical. Um, the nine months, I suppose, that you had between then and now, you know, I'm sure, well, you know, you got everything together and did it well. There was, there was challenges with that. Uh, you know, and you weren't, I suppose, the only club maybe that had to rotate a little bit during um, COVID and that because Cork would have been in a similar situation, Cork 20 rally. But, yeah, look, it is, it is a discussion we've had kind of previously about, uh, you know, maybe a, a thing where you can't completely flip it upside down, but maybe there is some room for manoeuvring. But we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. Um, from your point of view, then, the weekend just gone. Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, um, good. I was just based in service all weekend, so I can't really say too much about the stages. Uh, Anthony would probably have much more knowledge of those than me. Uh, but uh, we, we are blessed with a fantastic service park, uh, thanks to Modern Tires and Rory Byrne family in particular. Uh, the work that they put in uh, in the run-up to the rally to get that yard and shed ready for us to take it over uh, and the way they facilitate us um, is just fantastic. Uh, in the past couple of years, to be honest, trying to base a rally anywhere, the first thing we need to do is find a service park and the space that you need is very hard to come by to keep everything equal for everybody to get a decent surface to try and make everybody in the same place so the, the facility up at modern tires is is just amazing and i don't know if you've seen the drone shot from the nighttime service yeah i shared it there the on Facebook page. media it was phenomenal absolutely yeah, phenomenal. i mean just just brilliant um so yeah we're really blessed with that um as far as i know everything else went well um you know, the, there was a lot of good technical driving in there for the drivers, uh, navigators. I think you were busy, as you were saying, uh, and that's that's what we aim to give. You know, a good technical rally. Uh, we we ran all the stages for everybody, I think, um, and uh, everybody went home safe at the end of it, which is the main thing. No, it was a nice. Uh, it was a nice event. I like, as I said to you last week, I like the Ulster Rally. Um, um, yeah, it was so. It was just so so technical. It was, um, yeah. It's just, it's just one of those events. It's you. You find throughout the year that all the events are so different in character that you have Galway at the start of the year, um, and it's always wet and muck pulled out, and it's a totally different characteristic. And then you have the circus, different characteristic again, and then you go to Killarney, and it's mountainous but high speed and flowing and um, and they're so different. Um, I suppose if you could get little bits out of all of the events, um, I suppose when you look at, and I shouldn't be giving out too much, but if you look at the service area in Donegal and you look at the service area in the Ulster and you'd say, well, you know, if there was a nice happy medium somewhere in the middle of that there, it mightn't be too bad. I think the Ulster year spoiled up there with modern tires. Like uh, it's it, it, all it's missing is to paint it green and turn it into a billiard table. Like it is, it is just you'd nearly be afraid to put a sweet wrapper on the ground. It's like it, it's 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 operation operating theatre cleanliness, and um, yeah, 
it's um, I just see a missile here from Barney Mitchell. I think he's out of figure out how to work this thing. I just see she's on now. I, by see, I just I see, see it over here. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing we've got him in. Barney and Richard, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to lock him in there for the last few minutes. But yeah, um, yeah it was um, yeah that 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 area is lovely, and the refuel next door worked out well. Yeah, it just it yeah. worked out well in general. And I found it um, with the service during the day on Sunday being an hour and a half. Whereas it looked long, but it allowed people mingle and chat and have a coffee and it made it like a family occasion and young people that came in got a time to see the cars and take their photographs and I see young chaps asking for autographs and that type of thing. And it was lovely to see all that. Hmm. Uh, There's one thing I'd like to comment on and it's something that we would have mentioned previously on the podcast. It comes up the whole time here about, about streaming and TV stuff, but my hmm. actual take on it came into practice with what the Ulster Rally production did over the weekend. So people were saying, oh, I'm not going back to an eight or a stream to look at a segment. But I've always made the point that that coverage or that content can be repurposed. So you can make a highlights program out of it if you want to. And one of the standouts out of the coverage was a conversation between Andrew Nesbitt, Eugene Donnelly and Tony Kelly. And that's now up on YouTube as a separate segment, 18 minutes long. This is exactly the point I'm, I'm trying to make. And I suppose while... In previous times, this is not me saying we shouldn't have things on TV because I'd love to have them on TV as well. But similar productions have been made, highlights-wise, half an hour long or whatever, and put out on YouTube. And the possibility to do that is obviously there. Uh, but it was just really pleasing to see that. It was so handy uh, to actually go and have a little look back and a little listen back to that particular segment. And, you know, I think it's something that people need to be mindful of, Richard. How, how did you think the streaming went? In general, and is that something you go along with with regards to the content and repurposing it afterwards? Yeah, look, to be honest, with being at the event and busy all weekend, I haven't seen any of it. Um, obviously, the streaming's there for people who maybe can't make it. Um, uh, but uh, the provision of streaming and the options that come out of it are still being discussed. It's probably a relatively new concept. I mean, this is the second time we've done it, in November being the first. Uh, and it's something that we think can be developed as you say it, it's a long one to go back and watch but there's no reason why we can't pull out you know or even edit it and make into a highlights program so that's something that uh, you know, we're going to work with uh, as a supplier and see if we can do that yeah good stuff um richard thanks million for jumping on with us two weeks in a row much appreciate no problem at all anytime get yourself, uh, happy uh, to do it go off and get yourself a, a well-deserved rest come on that's it yeah <laughs> Well done All again. Thank, thank you, Justin. So look at this for a name and look at this for a backdrop. Barnyard. And oh, sweet. So fucking Jesus. <laughs> Barnyard. What's the crack, boys? How oh, my God. I was trying to explain, Barney, to Kevin, who this Barney Mitchell was, and I related it to a, a very good friend of him. I won't mention his name. I says, get him, I says, and put Duracell batteries in him. You'll be uh, close. I says, this is the man. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How's everybody else keeping? I'm the very, very best. What, tell us this backdrop. There's no way you're going to get away with that. We need to know what's all that about. That was, uh, I got bored on Boxing Day probably about six years ago and when, when, went back into work and says, fuck this, I'm going to print something for the wall. <laughs> so I have, I have Casey Stoner up on, on, on this other wall here, a big full thing of Casey Stoner and a Honda. And then sure, the, the Quattro you know it's your, it's every, whenever i was a cub that was the yoke that you watched in tv and you wanted to drive so 
Uh, it's now on my wall as a, a bald 40-plus-year-old. And, just and before, that's, that's as close as I'll ever get to them. And just before everybody starts ringing Barney tomorrow, thinking he fucking manufactures wallpaper, he uh, doesn't. He's in he the actually, site writing uh, uh, business. Sorry, at me. I'll correct you on that. He does. You do? Why? I, I do, do apologize. Yeah. I thought you were in the sign writing it's, business. That, you don't is, make wallpaper. This, yeah, this is actually uh, becoming a very big part of it. Wow. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, we're not here to talk about work. Fuck, I'm fed up looking at it. <laughs> I, should, I, should, uh, I was going to say, before you go to the Ulster, I should have got you down here to design something similar because obviously this uh, is acoustic form and it makes the thing soundproof and all that. But yeah. Jesus, we could have incorporated that with something like what you've got behind now would have been a tidy job. And uh, do you know what's funny? There's about three or four hundred euro worth of that form inside in this. And as you can see, the wall is not even completely covered. It's the same shit you'd get if you bought a fucking drill. Lad, if, you had at Tesco's, uh, if you had went to Tesco's and bought yourself 400 eggs, uh, that would have been a lot cheaper. And fuck them out and threw that up in the wall. The exact same thing. Yeah, same thing. As I said, <laughs> hindsight is the foresight of gobshites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, so yeah, the weekend. Talk to us about how it went for you, boss. Uh, we could round all the corners, anyway. Um, but Probably after the first stage, where we're nearly ready to give up, but you can't give up on rallying. We had uh, we had a fairly fraught start to the event, even before the event. Probably fifteen minutes before uh, we went to start the car to warm it up, and it wouldn't start. It was dead as a dodo. So the panic was on. Get the battery changed. Wasn't the battery? Uh, there was a bit of a fault with the. Not the master or the safety switch, but something to do with that. Anyway, I'm not well up on it. Uh, we got it bypassed, uh, head to the start ramp, and the car started to overheat. So it transpired that because we bypassed it in the panic, uh, the fans weren't coming on automatically. So there was a panic on then to get the, to, to figure out. The car obviously was brand new to Niall and myself, so the buttons are in a different place, and how you override things is done a different way and, and all these things. So uh, we got to the first stage anyway took off, it was grand, car was wider than the road, <laughs> I figured that out, <laughs> up the big 400 straight, Anthony, I'm sure you know it, uh, the I think the more, car took a dive, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we were all like, Jesus, what's going on here, but then anyway, it turned out that was the problem, uh, went over a jump, got a flat wheel, so we drove the rest of the stage in a flat wheel, and uh, I know we were just, we were ready for the pub at the end of the stage there, there was a queer big welcome and looking pub, we were thinking about pulling in and just going to Super Rally or something the next day, but no, we persevered and uh, got into that big Bronte homeland stage and, and hey, you know, it was good then. We started just to have a bit of crack. And here, you know, me and Niall's not out to win a rally. We're out to have a weekend's fun. Uh, and that's exactly what we did for the rest of the weekend with no more moments. I think the car was perfect after we got everything sorted out and uh, really enjoyed it. Thought it was a brilliant event. Um, there was a lot, it was a very technical rally. The stages were very technical. Um, as you say, Anthony, um, the notes, you had a full book of notes just for them handful yeah. of stages. Uh, you, you, I, you know, we've been away this year now doing a lot of them old rallies in Europe and stuff. And, you know, there's a fair bit of work on them, but there was everybody as much work on the Ulster. Uh, but it was very enjoyable. When the thing worked, it was very good. Now. I suppose it would be wrong of us and not to, to, to give a mention to a former man that was on this show, Daisy, Niall's brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does he have to do? He has led more rallies this year, and uh, then just misfortune or mechanical breakdown. Like he was leading the Ulster, he was leading the circus. 
Yeah. I'd say well, if I went and done a bit of study and he was leading a lot more. The, well, he also he also has won a fair few this year. He won did he won mm. uh, what was the first couple of forestry rallies? I suppose, yeah, I'm focusing on the internationals, I suppose. Yeah. But yes, you're yeah. right, he has won some of it. He has, yeah. but he's been very unfortunate. But funny we said in a twisted way, I'm sure he nearly was glad and he he probably went to sleep all right on Saturday night knowing that it was his fault uh, that he didn't finish the rally. Um, whereas he's had bother with the cars and there was just silly, wee silly things going on with the cars all year. So maybe that's behind him now. He made a small mistake that ended up putting him out of the rally. Didn't do much damage to the car. Uh but hopefully now he'll, he'll get back into the car and pull a result together. Now you know he deserves it. Yes, he's a good lad. Oh, absolutely. Works hard and and you know, but the, what time he gets to go rallying is very condensed with work and family and everything else. So you know, as everybody else does, you know, there's there's no professional men really in Irish rallying, so everybody works hard. But it was nice to see him like Marion getting the result of the weekend was fantastic as well. Um, you know, when Desi went out, we all sort of. Hope that both Josh would get the championship because he deserved it, and and Marion deserved a victory for being such a staunch supporter of the championship this past years. You know. Yeah, and there was as if I know Desi had a lead, but you know it was a very very narrow lead he had over Marion at the end of the day. Ah, uh, well, hey, he went into Gullion that second time. I think now he showed everybody a clean pair oh, of heels. He did. <laughs> you know, uh, even though the car was wider than the road. <laughs> it's. Uh... I suppose uh, to be fair, I couldn't but feel sorry for poor Damien Toner. He had. Um, um, yeah, no matter what, and yes, was he racing us? Yes, he was. Um, and but likewise, we were racing him, and it was a case of look. I think no matter, I, I saw we pulled up at the at the incident, and we spoke to them. Then Verafferty came over to the door, and you could see the, the I suppose the head of misfortune as the word could just came into my head. They were so despondent, like they and and they were still shaking a wee bit just from the from the, the the incident but yeah to go so far in an event um, yeah. and no matter what yes of course we were you have to no. point out there was it second or third fastest on a couple yeah i am gullion and gullion like uh, you know he, he maybe knows it well but gullion's a great uh dava and all them other small we the bally patrick and stuff back in the day great levelers it doesn't matter if you showed up in a world car you had to drive it you had to know the lanes you had to know the crest how to take it how to, how to carry the speed around the corners and when you're the right man on an escort, when you get that kind of a road, you're going to show your true potential. And and, and fairness to him, and he done that, you know. But it, to get so far, and, yeah. and and as I said, look, I know it can only be one victor at the end of the day, but you never like to see somebody. When you we oh. pulled up, obviously we were the second car on behind Nile Levine to see that you don't. Uh, and to be fair, I I watched them get off the lane and. The oh. first two corners was a was it a four left and a three yeah. right or whatever it was and the, he just scattered stones over the first two corners. That's right, over the farmyard at the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I just says that I I says that's a fucking lunatic away there. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and then here we we get the we were sitting with twenty seconds to go or whatever, and we got the we got this here and your heart drops and you just oh fuck. You just know. Ah, um, you just know, like because it's. I think hey, you, can't, you can't fault their commitment. They went into it no, and they were going at it. And, and that's, and, you know, you have to admire that. I, I love that the underdog thing. And that's, you know, there was no fear in them going to do it anyway. There was a chance absolutely. it was going to happen. And here, thank God they all got out of it in the ground. I see Denver, Denver's in, uh, Denver sitting with Shane McGuire next weekend in the, the Dava rally sprint as well. So, 
Oh, brilliant. Uh, I hadn't ever spoke to Denver that uh, much in the past, if ever. And I just got chatting him over the weekend, just found him a, a pleasant chap. Uh, I wouldn't know uh, Damien that well at all. And uh, we were chatting, obviously, before we wished each other the best. Or Stuart went out and, and, and did it on our behalf. Um, but Damien just said to me, we were just chatting about the gap. But I knew Stuart was going to ask me at some point in the time. So I got a black mark and I wrote down 18.8. That's the gap. And I wrote underneath it's 17.7. That's what we took out of them the last time we went in here. So that's how tight Jesus that was going to be. Eh? You were going to fucking rally. You weren't going to war, lad. You didn't think you were They may as well pull out a gun and threaten them. Huh? It was like fucking the nuclear code. So we uh, shook hands anyway. And uh, we said, at least there's no confusion here. We know exactly who's where and this, what the stats are. But uh, like you know, that that banter and mind games and kind of whatever the freak you like—that's all part uh, of it. Yeah. But you still don't like to see what you saw. You know, it uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter. You don't. That's, you know, there's no one paying us, um, at the end of the day, and there's a bit of a day's phone like, and look, we'd uh, have had a laugh about it one way or the other. But uh, I, I, to be fair, that kind of, yeah, we did neither of us. We looked at each other and Jesus, we didn't. You know, you don't want that. But sure, look, yeah. it's one of those things, I guess. Right. Hey, come here. Uh, Marion Evans is on fire tonight. He said, I remember when Barney was a sticker man before he was a full time navigator. <laughs> a sticker oh, big, big fella, hey. Sure. They don't even want him, want him in wheels. Man. He had to come over to Ireland to go rallying. Like. <laughs> 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 but I had one, one, like a wee, one of them orphans. <laughs> orphans? Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus, that's a story in itself. Actually, uh, I had to laugh because I, I spoke to. Um, when the boys got their puncher. Now, remember when the boys said they got their puncher on Golia, no one actually saw the puncher, just uh -huh. because we took 10 seconds off them and they said they got a puncher. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. While we were waiting for them with their puncher, um, I asked Daisy, I said, Jeez, I, I must get Barney onto this podcast. So I think Daisy is probably on watching because he said he was really looking forward to listening uh -huh. to Barney tonight. The only thing I'm disappointed uh -huh. is a couple of small things. I told Barney he had to wear a Hawaiian shirt. That, um, uh, they're not, oh, they're, uh, it's in the, it's in the, the dry cleaners. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a big weekend this weekend. It's a bank holiday, so I wanna, I'm going to grow my moustache here. Full Magnum PA for Sunday, you know. <laughs> Magnum PI, yeah, we go oh. for that. Actually, I just got an apologies here from Josh. Actually, he's only after finishing work now. Um, so um ah, no dramas. Uh, but, you have to uh, make up for it. That's the thing that nobody sees. Uh, that yeah. Marion, Marion and them boys keep me going about the he used to be a sticker man, but he's a rally man now. Like I, I never wanted to be a co-driver, and I'm still not a co-driver, but you, whenever you get home from the rallies, like you, you have a lot of hours to make up, and I'm sure Josh, especially with the yeah, thing that he's trying to run, uh, you know, um, how that lad does it, I don't know. He's definitely got a passion for it, you know. Yeah, there's huge commitment, isn't there, there uh, at the time to put into it is massive. Uh, um, uh, so, what's your plan for next year? Have you any plans, or are you just. I haven't got a plan for the bar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it, lad. That is the way to do it. Uh, I, I generally wake up in the morning and figure out that you don't eat yourself. Other than that, everything else goes. <laughs> I must say, the amount of people that would come up to me and say that, Jesus, I'm always so cross-looking and I'm fucking uh, whatever, like, and that's fine. I uh, keep just telling them I smile on the inside, but if there's ever a man makes me laugh at a rally as this fella, I just look forward to him appearing like he'll just make me smile. Uh, oh, Barney, uh, I have a story for you here now, right? And I, I know Anthony won't mind me saying this, but we had a conversation last week about this topic, and Anthony referred to himself as having a resting bitch face. And uh, I know you had made inquiries with a dentist about oh, why that's the case. Say. And the dentist had said in order to actually fix that, 
you'd have to break your upper and lower jaw and get it wired. And obviously oh. a lot of money involved. And I said, Anthony, there's a lot of people out there that do that for you for free, lad, <laughs> if they wanted. <laughs> a lot of boys right in their neck of the woods now. A couple of pounds, throw that out. As you're speaking a couple of pounds, just something, Kevin, uh, to get Barry on this show, he was looking to get paid, by the way, uh, he reckoned, and I, I'll be interested to hear what Marion thinks it is. Uh, um, Barry was looking cash, by the way, as well. He, he wouldn't take still looking at it. We're still looking at it. Uh, we just didn't arrange a fee for Barry, like so. And Anthony's uh, pillow is stuffed with cash, I believe, and the uh, mattress, and the me. wallet. Uh, and along with the, the communion card. Uh, sorry, what? Sorry, what? Anyone? Anthony, sure is there? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You'll be waiting a while. It's uh, Anthony has me. Anthony has me broke. Sure, you stop. Of course, it's the last. Uh, it's the end of the time of champions. Hard to believe the year is all but finished. Yeah, in the month uh, of. <clears throat> there's still plenty of rallying left to do yet. Uh, I suppose um, maybe just not directly at home. Or, or the Waxford Rally still a big rally. Uh, Galway shaping up. There's a lot of. I, I would get a lot of talk during the week from the guys. You know, they'd be ringing me, asking the, you know, to get their cars or something fixed for their cars or do the cars for the deliveries, or whatever. And you get to know certain rallies have got a certain hype. By the way, the boys are talking to you on the phone. They, they don't just ring you up and say, "Here, I need a quarter pound for my car," or whatever. They start to talk to you about the rally or who's going and what's happening, and you get a gist, and you start to realise two things this weekend: Galway Summer Rally. Is going to be a pretty, you know, there's a lot of lads going there trying to go hard. And believe it or not, this small wee rally that's up here at home in Marafelt uh, Club that's running the Dava Forest Sprint, uh, it's one stage done three times. I think it's seven mile each time. But the hype that's on in this area between probably 15 of the drivers, this is beyond World Championship, the way they're taking it. Shane McGurr, Frank Kelly, Marty McCormick uh, for the two-wheel drive alone. Uh, now, anybody that's going, stand well back. And then you have Desi, nothing to do Desi after that rally. He went and got the gravel kit, stood onto the car. Uh, Joe Hegarty lives two miles down the road. Uh, so he's going to be out ballistic. You have Niall McCullough, only lives another 10 miles down the road. It's an epicenter. These forests used to be, in the 90s, were the epicenter of the be all and end all of Northern Irish rallying. So uh, I think now on Sunday, if anybody's at a loose end and doesn't want to be bothered driving all the way down to Galway, come on up to the crack. So where um, where's that base for anyone who wants uh, to travel? The service is in Draperstown. Uh, and the, the stage itself is probably about five, six mile. Uh, it's a big, actually, a mountain biking centre now, the Dava Forest. Uh, but it used to be a tarmac rally as well, but this is sort of 50-50 between tarmac and gravel. Uh, so i just seen the DVD come in through the door this morning and I had a quick peek at it when I was getting my lunch. And uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, hedges and things that are going to get rubbed. <laughs> it's, uh, the road's only going to be a rough guide to where some of these boys are going to be going. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I know uh, the boy that I'll be sitting with, uh, he'll be throwing around and hoping she comes out the other side and a fair few of them. <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't end up like, uh, I, can't, I can't think of who the poet was, but two roads... Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I took the one less travelled by. That wasn't a port. That wasn't a port. That was a lad in drugs summer. <laughs> <laughs> you you must have been a taxi driver in your previous life, Gavin, and you heard that story. <laughs> no, I think I'm thinking of taking it up. I'm thinking of taking uh, it up. <laughs> we need we need we need more uh, we need more content. Uh, but anyway, that's the that's the Jack and Rory Barney. Great to have you on for a chat. We'll we'll get chatting again. Not out. Thanks, no bother, Barry. Yeah, yeah. Barry, thank you very much. Thanks. Appreciate that. 
what a character. What a character. I want to I give a special him. mention to uh, to Tree Rock, who have been with us for the Tarmac Championship. John O'Reilly, a regular competitor, along with Nick Sparks, in the Historic Championship this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they came on board, I think it was the Historic Rally for Clarny last year, and then expressed an interest in the Tarmac Championship this year. And very, very grateful for their support. Uh Without it, these podcasts don't happen because there is large overheads. You'll see SES Productions logo up on the screen tonight as well. They've been with us for the Forestry Championship. And, of course, we have a few rounds of the Forestry Championship that we'll be doing a podcast for. But, again, Terry Hegarty, thanks a million. Uh, again, without the support, it simply doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I suppose with that in mind, uh, I want to say the best luck to everyone in Galway this weekend. Uh, might be floating around to Wexford actually as well, just to just to put it out there. But in terms of next year and the Tarmac Championship and things in general, we want to go bigger. We want to go better, um, and uh, that would be very much the plan. Even though we're still a few months away from 2023, plans are underway to to drive things on a bit next year. So if anyone does want to get in touch with us from an advertising point of view, uh, Irish Rally Podcast at gmail.com is the way to do it and we'd love to we'd love to drive on and drive on big time uh my own commitments this year on a personal level have probably hindered me slightly uh being involved with uh with, uh, with a ga club uh, i grossly underestimated the amount of time involved and uh, that probably hindered me from going to a few more events but we're hoping next year that that will change uh, and i've no doubt it will anthony from your point of view and i don't want this to be a mutual appreciation society but you've been with me for every tarmac round and uh, the contact is is uh you know it's it's appreciated it's very much appreciated and uh we've had, we've had serious crack in fairness haven't we i think to be fair i just enjoy it more when i'm at the rally so you you, you can relate to what's been spoken about um just a small thing two small things actually i just need to mention because i know we'll probably be wrapping up in a few minutes i just want to give a shout out and this showed me how lucky we are as competitors in general. And it was only such a small thing. I was changing my clothes. Actually, weirdly enough, with Niall Bourne, he was in the car up for me, who commented on me making an error earlier. And we were changing the clothes. And three small, small is the wrong word, three young men walked up to me, and their, their dad, I think it was. And um, their names were Owen, Jarlis, and Brendan. And their neighbor, who we found out after, his name was Caelan McGuinness, actually was his name. But... They were just looking for an autograph, something as simple. And we just got chatting to this young man and uh, we just said, you know, have you had you seen the cars? And, you know, I suppose we don't appreciate young men when, like that. You know, they, they're no different to what we were when we were that age. And we wouldn't go up and ask Bertie Fisher or Austin McHale or Kenny McKinsey or Andrew Nesbitt. You'd probably be a little nervous and, you know, and so on and so forth. So we put him in the back of that my wife scored that I had for the weekend and I drove them up into the service area and we got them into the car for pictures and that. But I found out that the older of the brothers, uh, he does his own little video blog. So I said, I'd give you a little shout out tonight. It's, and, and I went in and actually I Google searched it. So I'd advise anyone just do a quick Google search. I think this guy and a God, I hope I, he, he'll, he'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think one, he, the, the dad said, I think he's only 14 years of age, but it's EJB rally videos. If you Google that, it'll come up. He has loads of the events there from Donegal and, and so on and so forth. And I thought it was very good. And uh, the other thing I want to give a quick mention out to is the Motorsport Ireland National Marshal Seminar. Um, it's a, quite a unique opportunity to, to actually have training and be registered as a marshal in Ireland. And there are uh, their first night kicks off on the September the 8th in Cork City. 
in the uh, Air Org GAA club. And uh, I think just pretty much circulated on social media, but they, they visit quite a number of cities. And um, like, to be fair, the volunteers and the marshals, and like obviously a marshal is everybody that isn't on the officials list. This sport cannot operate without them. And I, I, I would pay a particular mention tonight to competitors to come to this. If we've heard as competitors all our lives that there's a shortage of marshals and shorter marshals, and yes, there's a lot of things going on, and yes, there's always going to be a shortage of marshals. But if you look at the, and, and I'll just take this jurisdiction for the moment, there's three and a half thousand license holders. If every one of them did one event marshalling, we would solve the problem overnight. There would be no issue. They're just one event. So those trading days, September the 8th is in Cork, moves on then four nights later on the 12th in Port Leash, the 21st in Limerick, Swinford in May on the 28th, then up into October you've Letterkenny on the 4th, Waterford on the 12th, and Cavan on the 17th. So there's an area within reason, within a, a, a reasonable drive for everybody. But I'd advise everyone to take a quick look in, but a special shout-out to competitors. Give it a lash, lads, because they don't marshal themselves events so somebody yeah. has to do it so we may do it ourselves and mm-hmm. give the guys a hand and you know Definitely. it's quite rewarding to do it and knock in and fall in you should look if you meet somebody do and meet a new friend it's not a bad day yeah as regards being on with you yeah i enjoyed it i must say um it's not something i was ever into um but yeah i enjoyed the banter i enjoyed uh, i joined light drive meeting new people um i think we've met a lot of nice people over the year um I certainly, there wouldn't be people, I, I, despite what people would think, I'd be shy enough as from the point of view of going up talking to people, I'd kind of keep to myself a wee bit. And uh, so, yeah, I found this I found this rewarding. It was nice. And uh, yeah, as I said, when you meet new people any day, it's not a bad day. Absolutely. Um, I know we actually did talk about this and I'm finished on this now, but you mentioned it, which kind of spurred the thought again about kids coming up to you and what, what it means. So I was just scrolling through the phone there trying to find the pictures and uh, unfortunately I don't have this to blow up and share it as a screen share option, but I don't know if we can make it out. That's Mr. Nesbitt and myself. The webcam is just up there. There's a big glare off the, off the screen. Uh, now I was a fat little you know what, but I incrementally held away over the years. We're still, we're still, we're still holding her on. But there's another one with, with, uh, with Ian Greer. Um, wow. I think... I think there's one there at Barty Fisher somewhere as well. But it shows uh, the fact that you still have those. Oh, my God. That's yeah, you? Like, wow. Like, and I I still remember going up to them. Um, and it was very, very nerve-wracking. And all of them couldn't be, couldn't be sounder. Nesbitt just lifted me up now. I'd say, like, that man had a weak arm at the time because he had his accident three years ago. I'd say yes. it wasn't too... I'd say it wasn't, wasn't great after lifting me up. But, like, he could see I was nervous, lifted me up, and relax straight away and I never forgot that do you know what I mean like that stuck with me for life so what you're saying there in respect of young kids coming up and letting them in around the cars and all you know that in the hustle and bustle of a service park when things are probably a little bit strenuous it is very important I suppose for competitors to remember the importance of that duty I suppose for the very next important and actually to be fair I had forgotten it somewhat uh, I knew about it but had forgotten it and I'll tell you who reminded me uh, was a contributor to this uh, podcast was Donna Kelly and as he said, you may get a future marshal, which you have done. You may get a future COC. You may get a future competitor. Out of that, 
that small little gesture would, you know, and, and, and it's a testament to even what Donna said or what we've spoken about, that you still have those photographs. How many years ago now? You know, Cork so, in 99, I think it was. 1999, yeah. 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 So I just, when I saw this, I went, wow, okay. You know, I, I, I do, I'm I not the most approachable looking guy in the world and that's okay. But can you imagine what that young man, what his thought process was to walk up and ask me, with my trousers down around my ankles, trying to get the race suit off and he's looking for an <laughs> autograph. Like, you know, it's a medal he should have got. And uh, but as I said, we, we put him in the car, and we, we I know he only got to sit in for the drive up on the trailer and so on. But look, we got plenty of pictures and, and all that. But you know, it'll be interesting to follow those. I, I, I'll make a point of following those guys just to keep an eye as to where they'll end up in 10 years' time. So if we see a marshal's jacket on them or a COC or see them in a rally car, we'll say, Yeah, okay, we, we may have helped along the road. Good stuff. I think that's a good way to, to end it all. Anthony, thanks a million. Uh, listeners, viewers, thanks a million. Tree Rock SVS, thanks a million. And we'll chat to you all again very, very shortly. Mm-hmm.